You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a set of results from a JSE-listed company. The company in question is Truist International. It's an investment holding and management company listed on the JSE and also in Namibia. Its principal trading entities are Truist Limited and Office Holdings Limited. And its results for the 26 weeks ended the 29th of December were released in the last hour or so. Key features, it says here, retail sales up 1.3% to 10.6 billion. Gross margin up a couple of points, 52.3% to 52.5%. Operating profit, 2.3 billion. Earnings per share up very slightly. Headline earnings per share the same. And diluted headline earnings per share up 0.6%. Dividend per share has been maintained at 249 cents. On the telephone now is Michael Mark, the CEO of Truworths. Uh, Michael, looking at these numbers, I've been used to more glamorous numbers from you. It looks really tough out there. Yeah, Lindsay, uh, you know, it's been tough for a couple of years. I mean, the economy, I don't have to talk about it. I'm sure everyone listening and you know it's very tough out there. Um, the UK, perhaps even more so. So we've focused internally really on our strategy and on keeping a good cash flow, high margins, stick to our DNA, trying to be as innovative as we can. So given the circumstances, uh, relatively flat results instead of negative with extraordinary returns on investment, we still were reasonably satisfied. Michael, I'm fascinated by the retail environment in South Africa because South Africa is a consumption-led economy. I'm very interested to see what the trends are and also your opinion on whether people in South Africa have the money but not the confidence to spend at the moment, which is illustrated by your numbers. You, you know, Lindsay, it's, it's, it's relatively easy for me to answer that question because, as you know well, we are on us are uh, exposed to credit in the marketplace significantly. Over 70% of our sales revenue is sold to customers on our in-house scorecard on credit. So we have applications all the time for new accounts. At the moment, in fact, in the last 12 months, we've had the most applications we've ever had in our history. But you can that means the appetite for customers wanting to shop is as high as ever. And more than half of them are under 30 years old, so it's young people. But the problem is affordability. The scorecards which predict and can assess risk uh, of the and the risk ability of people to afford credit has been lowering over the years. And so even though there is a desire, people are struggling. There's no question about that. That's very, very interesting. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, you could say in a presentation, we've never had as many applications as we have had in the last six months. But on the other hand, that's because people don't have the cash to come into the store and pay with rands and cents. So the way I look at it is glass half full, glass half empty sort of approach. Exactly. And, and I'll, give, I'll mm-hmm. give you another aspect of that, which you'll find interesting. Um, over the last two years, we launched uh, a very sophisticated e-commerce site about two years ago. And similarly, roughly at the same time, we launched our lay-by uh, policy. Lay-by means customers don't buy on credit. Generally, they either don't want credit or can't afford. They walk into the store, put aside merchandise for up to three months, and therefore pay it off over time. Um, and the lay-by side of it, which is more cash-orientated, is, is, is larger in size by quite a significant amount than the e-commerce which again talks to the fact that people either can't afford credit um, or uh, don't want credit, and therefore they prefer to pay in cash. 
uh, when they have got the cash over time as they get their uh, remuneration, whether it's salaries or bonuses. Yes. So you're adapting to conditions is what you're saying. We have to do that. All retailers have to. And it's, as you know, there's lots of conditions that are changing both uh, in South Africa and in Europe. Yeah, indeed. It's, it's quite rough. We'll talk about Europe in a moment. But just coming back to South Africa, when I see these numbers, immediately there's a red flag. And when you tell me that you're getting all these credit applications, I think on the one hand, that's good. On the other hand, it's bad. How many of those applications are you rejecting compared to previous periods? We used to, at the peak period, approve about a third. So we've always rejected two thirds. Because when you think about it, it's logical. Young people want to buy things and want credit. And because there are uh, both internally rigorous credit uh, restrictions as well as uh, legislative, um, we've always rejected about a third. And ex- uh, sorry, accepted about a third and yes. rejected two thirds. Recently, the acceptance rate has actually dropped to a quarter. Mm. And just out of interest, so 25% we accept, 75% we reject. And out of interest, then only another 5% drop off. So only 20%, one in five, that apply actually come finally and open an account and start spending money. And that's an historic low when it comes to Trueworths? It's historical, not only in Trueworths. I'm pretty sure it's pretty general. But as I say, it's worsened over the last... Uh, two years, the, mm-hmm. the affordability as well as the number of people who actually finally come and open accounts. Before we go to the UK, can you quickly tell us what brands might be doing well and what brands might be doing badly within your group? And uh, does that tell you something about the affordability, or rather not the your affordability, but the ability for people in South Africa to spend? Are people trading down? Yeah, buying down. Yeah, well, look, uh, no question. Uh, people, when remembering customers um, have an ability, an extraordinary ability to assess true value, and they do want better things. So, in other words, if they assess items as great quality, and yet they're very, very well priced, then the customers react very positively to that. So, there is a pressure all the time to offer great value and better quality and high fashion, but yet at better prices, which, of course, is very difficult for the retailer to do, but that's why we all into quick response and fast fashion and things like that. But um, if you look at our business, the men's and ladies were both roughly neutral to last year, and even our identity, which is about 30% lower priced than true, us, only grew by 2%. Where we had a really good run is kids' wear, um, which is, of course, interesting. And just let me make the point, our kids' wear is far from cheap. In fact, I think we are probably mm. on the more expensive side in the marketplace with Nachi, Earthchild, and LTD Kids, uh, given that we put more into the garments, better quality, more accessory, better branding. So the customer does want to spend, but very discerningly, and, and giving it a hell of a lot of thought. Yeah, people really do like to spend on their children, don't they? Nothing's too good. Michael, the UK has been decimated. The high street has been decimated. Just yesterday, I think it was, that Laura Ashley had to get an emergency loan of 20 million quid just to uh, keep some stores open. It hasn't been fun for you. No, you know, we, you know we, we talk about South Africa and one can get quite pessimistic sometimes when you read the press and you think about circumstances. But then I was in London the last week and you walk down Oxford Street and you see the empty stores and the closed stores and the tough environment there. And then one realizes that 
world's economies are complicated. Uh, one knows the American economy seems to be doing pretty well, but uh, certainly in the UK, things are very, very tough right now. Uh, but, but to be fair, it's not just that. It's also shifting trends in the way that you buy your, your goods. In the UK, of course, uh, online is much bigger than in South Africa because I saw a, a story this morning that house prices in the UK uh, with the so-called Boris bounce are up 2.3% in the last three months, which means that things are going a little bit better. So I would say it's not just the UK economy and the Brexit factor. It's also the fact that people are changing the way that they buy products, which is not the case in South Africa. Well, uh, I agree with you up to a point, bearing in mind, however, that the house prices over the last two years in the UK have dropped significantly. So this 2% bounce you referred to is a positive reaction to the to the, uh, the affirmation of, of the Conservative Party's leadership. But that's who knows where that's going to go. Mm. In the retail environment, it's very tough. You are right, though. I mean, in our own office environment, the e-commerce side is now around a third of total sales. Just imagine that you've got leases for real estate for 120-odd stores around the U.K., which are five- to ten-year leases. In true words, in South Africa, we're only five-year leases, but they were five- to ten-year leases. And yet the e-commerce has been massive growth from about 5% up to 33% over a five-year period. And therefore, there is a massive swing. But even, let me say, e-commerce, even in the U.K., is prime or in order, and usually focused on discounted merchandise as opposed to full-price merchandise. So even there, people are very, very aware of value for money. Are you going to stick with office in the UK? For the time being, we are doing the best we can, which we are uh, – we've changed strategy. We've refinanced the business. Uh, we have changed organizational structure. There's a, a new focus of leadership on – uh, basic philosophies that Truist believes in. So we are, for the time being, doing the best we possibly can, and we'll keep on reassessing that uh, that business over the next six months and two years. But you say for the time being, in other words, in the back of your mind, you are ready to ditch it if it's necessary and if conditions worsen. Yes, we've been honest with our shareholders, and it really essentially is uh, we've, we've uh, loaned the business uh, £32.5 million, pounds, not ourselves, we've um, uh, th through the, the banking sector, we've uh, guaranteed loans up to that value. Um, we wouldn't be keen to extend that. Right now, there's absolutely no uh, indication that that will be necessary. The business has had a tough six, seven weeks, but that was expected. Um, so I, I do, it's going to make profits this year mm -hmm. uh, after tax and EBITDA, and we're expecting an improvement in product in profit in the 2021 year. So all going well, and as expected, we, if it goes according to plan, things will be fine. But you know, it's a big investment, and we have to reassess it all the time. It's our responsibility. Yes, it is. What's your brief outlook statement for both South Africa and the UK and Truist International as a whole, please, Michael? Well, we're saying in both cases, things are tough. We are a very cash-generative group. We, we don't have any borrowings to speak of. We're ungeared. Um, we still are looking at small acquisitions in South Africa. Uh, things are going to be tough in the next 12 months in South Africa and the UK. But um, given our strength of balance sheet and our strength of brands, we hope to improve our results next year. Michael, thanks so much for your honesty this morning, brutal as it was. That's Michael Mark, who's the CEO of Truist International, whose interim results were released earlier today. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.